Hi, I'm your host, Veronica Thompson, and welcome back to another riveting episode of Above the Mean, a podcast about individuals actively working to cultivate their mindset, to pursue their passions, and pushing themselves to be better than the standard in order to stand out. In this episode, I want to talk about examining the thoughts or beliefs that no longer serve us, aka our limiting beliefs. Now, some of you may be asking, what are limiting beliefs? Essentially, limiting beliefs are the state of mind, belief, or label that we self-impose on ourselves that inevitably restrict us. The key is learning how to identify those beliefs in order to overcome them. Now, I want to talk about how can you spot these limiting beliefs. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can spot those limiting beliefs and train your mind to reframe and reshape those beliefs with the hope that it will help free yourself from the self-imposed box that those beliefs put us in. Now, limiting beliefs are caused by a number of factors. Now you have your family beliefs, things that you've learned throughout your years of being in school, your experiences. Essentially, all of these stem from the same place. It's your brain's desire to protect you from the pain in the future. Now, limiting beliefs can also keep you in a negative state of mind, hindering you from encountering new opportunities or life experiences, making good choices, and ultimately stunting you from reaching your potential. Some examples of limiting beliefs are, I don't have enough experience, I'm too old for this, I'm not a good dancer, I'm not smart enough. That one we're actually going to dive into later in the episode, but these are all examples of limiting beliefs that put you in a corner of your own making and often falsely define you. This limiting belief could be about you, your interactions with other people, or the world and how it works, but... One common misconception is that not all limiting beliefs have to be negative. In fact, some limiting beliefs are disguised in a positive way, such as, I'm smart, I'm kind. We don't mean to think these beliefs are labels that we self-impose on ourselves. They essentially help us to figure out why we do the things that we do. And I mean, that can be comforting, but it can also be very self-limiting because when we over-identify with a label, it puts us in a box as to this is who we are. One example of a positive self-limiting belief. Wow, that's a mouthful. Okay, I'm going to run that back. One example of a positive self-limiting belief is I'm better than. It sounds positive, but when you actually think about it, this label often leads to comparison, putting others down, and ends up being more harmful than good. Most of the labels that we give ourselves often take away our power to grow or our power to act. They're buried in our subconscious. Now, what is the subconscious, you ask? The subconscious mind is the part of our minds that make decisions without needing to actively think about them. The vast majority of our subconscious beliefs are actually formed before the age of seven. So you're telling me that my core beliefs and core subconscious ideologies are formed before, I don't even know, at seven, what, how old are you? You're in like, what, kindergarten? No, that's five. <laughs> They're formed before seven. That's like first grade. You've like 
I don't know. What the fuck? What did you do at seven? You learned how... Let me see. What What is it that we do at seven? I want to Google this. What do you do at age seven? Oh, you're probably just starting like peewee football or before you even really experienced life. And that's due to the fact that our core beliefs and values stem from the environment in which we were brought up. These beliefs and labels allow you to cultivate a solid foundation to then determine your actions. So now that we're done unpacking what limiting beliefs are, how do you overcome them? Well, through a little bit of research with psychology in a nutshell and practical psychology, I've composed a list because if you've been listening to this podcast, you already know I love making me some lists. I've composed a list of four solutions that will help you to identify your limiting belief as well as cultivating the right mindset for you to overcome that belief. Now, step number one, identify your limiting belief. Now, how do you identify something that's intangible? Well, oftentimes these beliefs present themselves as a thought in your head rather than something you say out loud. So the best way to determine something that you can't see is to write it down. Write down beliefs about anything you feel strongly about and that influence your day-to-day life and group them into different categories like family, friendships, relationships, health, finances. Just write them all down. Get everything that's in your head and write it down on a piece of paper so that you can physically look and see at those beliefs. And once you've done this, examine which ones are helping you grow and which could actually be limiting you. Another way to identify your limiting beliefs, and I think this is the way that I actually go about it, is to practice self-reflection and think about scenarios where you've acted in a negative or toxic way and think about why. Why did you act and behave the way that you did? If you look closely at your toxic behaviors, you might discover that the underlying cause is a limiting belief. For instance, if you find it difficult to speak your mind when someone has offended you or when you have to confront someone, you may possess the limiting belief that conflict is bad, which is not often the case. Once you've identified those limiting beliefs, it's very important to think about them with clarity and think about them in a concise manner because it's important to have concise and clear goals. We as humans and as people are goal-oriented people. We're driven to go after our goals and our ambitions. And you can't go after something that you can't even clearly identify. It's just like shooting a dart and not even aiming. You're just aimlessly throwing. And what's that going to lead to? Nothing. You have to aim at the target in order to successfully get that bullseye. And so this is kind of where affirmations come into play. Once you have clearly defined your beliefs and goals, it's time to replace those self-labels with a behavioral label. Affirmations are meant to be repeated over and over and over again because the more you tell yourself something, the more likely you're going to trick your brain into believing it to be. Through my research, I've learned that there's a thing in psychology called cognitive dissonance. And what that means is when your thoughts and your actions don't align. And psychologists find that this is usually the root cause for a lot of anxiety for people. 
by thinking something over and over again, you hope that instead of your belief changing, you change your belief to align better with your affirmation. One example of cognitive dissonance could be my affirmation of, I want to be productive. At the beginning of last month, I kept telling myself, I want to be productive, I want to be productive. But my actions weren't aligning with my affirmation. I would say I want to be productive, but in my free time, I noticed myself watching TV or scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, just not fulfilling my affirmation, which slowly kind of gave me this weird anxiety and relationship that I began to have with productivity. I began feeling like irritated and mad at myself because I was wondering why I couldn't, why I wasn't able to be productive. But the more I kept saying, I want to be productive. And so for a week, I kept saying, I want to be productive. I want to be productive. And slowly, I started to notice myself taking small actions to fulfill the affirmation, such as I began waking up early. I started waking up at 7 a.m. and I would do one task and that was read. So I would wake up at 7 a.m. and I would read for an hour. Okay, I started doing a little bit more. I would wake up at 7 a.m., I would read, and then I would write a to-do list of everything that I needed to do for that day. Now, did everything get done on that to-do list? Mm, No, but I began to make subtle changes, and a week went by, and I started noticing that the affirmation that I was saying, I want to be productive, started aligning more with my actions because I was waking up early, I was writing to-do lists, I was checking things slowly off my to-do list. So in order to get rid of that cognitive dissonance, I had to start aligning my actions with my affirmation. And now I'm happy to say that I've found this, this newfound relationship with productivity that I actually enjoy and am happy about and look forward to. It's given me some assistance of fulfillment. But back to the third step of overcoming your limiting belief is to assess the limiting belief's accuracy. And what I mean by that is use facts to break down those beliefs that are holding you back. Now, I know abandoning old beliefs is hard, but this is the difference between beliefs and facts is that not all beliefs are based in facts. Another quick example is circling back to the limiting belief that I talked about earlier. I'm not smart enough. I used to think this about myself for honestly quite some time. It wasn't until recently that I noticed that this was a limiting belief that I had for myself. And it's because I wasn't good at subjects like math, science, those STEM subjects that schools tend to highly praise students for being good at. But the fact of the matter is that many highly talented creative people think that they're not smart because everything that we're good at, like drawing, art, writing, literature, are all things that were not valued as highly as STEM classes or were stigmatized. But separating that limiting belief and thinking about the facts of it, fact one, I've never actually taken an IQ test, so how can I accurately determine my intelligence? That's just one way to dissect the limiting belief's accuracy. An even bigger fact, I got accepted into the University of Texas at Austin. I mean, hook them horns. That is one of the top public schools in the country. 
honestly, getting that acceptance letter was probably one of the happiest moments of my life. Like I still very much exactly remember where I was when I got into college. I was babysitting for my neighbors and I guess maybe I was a bad babysitter because I was on my phone, but I remember checking my portal. No, it was because I was checking my portal like every day, three times a day. And I remember refreshing it and seeing you got accepted. Like I was ecstatic beyond belief because it exceeded all my expectations for myself. And it's kind of funny how we may not even see our own greatness or see our own potential until it's validated in some type of physical form or way. Another fact, creativity is one of the highest forms of intelligence. There are so many creative individuals such as Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci, Beethoven. These are all highly imaginative and creative individuals who have extremely high IQs. All those scientists have found a correlation between those individuals with an IQ of 120 or more having a higher level of creativity the relationship between intelligence and creativity is more of an overlap of skills or abilities instead of a dependence on one another. Essentially, it's saying that people who are creative and people who are intelligent are just really good problem solvers and they do it in very different ways. So by separating that limiting belief and looking at the facts surrounding that limiting belief, I can easily restructure that limiting belief to, I may not be smart at math, but I am intelligent because just look at the facts, baby. <laughs> this is where the fourth and final solution for overcoming your limiting beliefs comes in handy, which is separate yourself. And what I mean by that is separate yourself from actions, thoughts, and emotions, and look at the belief itself objectively, because you are not the belief. You're simply the person experiencing that belief. It's not who I am. It does not identify me. It does not define me as a person. And then determine whether or not is this label helpful to me? And try to see the big picture. You are opening your mind to using these facts as the building blocks for positive and self-fulfilling beliefs. Now, I know that was a lot. That was a lot to take in. So to summarize all of that is that limiting beliefs can stop you from going after your passions, new opportunities, new experiences but they don't have to if you know how to identify them and you know how to create positive affirmations that will help you to reframe your mind and reshape how you look at that limiting belief. And by looking at it from an objective standpoint, you can then separate yourself and examine the accuracy of that belief and determine whether or not based off facts, is that belief helping you or limiting you? Everyone experiences self-limiting beliefs. So when you experience one, remember, you are not alone. However, you've got to figure out which beliefs help you live the life you've always dreamed of and which are actually crippling you and stifling you from your self-growth and improvement. The important thing isn't to completely eliminate limiting beliefs, but to learn to overcome them and focus on the positive. Because when you change your perspective, you change your life. Now, I am by no means a psychologist, but, but I am someone who is actively working to not only to self-improve, but to learn and grow so that I show up as the best possible self that I can every day. And that just comes from hard work, self-reflection, 
and reading, learning. Like, I can't stress how crucial it is to continue to learn. So that just about wraps up this little solo episode. I know it's a little shorter than my normal episodes, but I kind of wanted to keep it short and sweet and just get right into the juicy stuff. If you liked it, make sure to comment and subscribe. I really do love to hear from you guys. I love getting your feedback. So definitely let me know if you enjoy these kind of informational, like we're going to learn together type of episodes. Next week, I'm going to jump back in with another amazing, amazing guest. So make sure to tune in. I release new episodes every Tuesday morning. And as always, remember, don't settle for average. Rise above the mean and stand out.